And um, I'm super excited because listen, I'm ready for my kids to get out of my house. How many of you guys parents, you're ready for school to start? Come on, yeah, be excited. How, there's not a kid in here who's ready for school to start. Um, there, or there's a few that like to. My, my daughter, she's, she's excited, I'll, I'll shoot you straight. She likes, she likes school, she likes school. I love, I love my daughter, she's back there running, running kids service, she's, she's awesome. Um, but I, I love, here's why I love back to school, because back to school means you get to go shopping. Now, no parent is ever excited about that because that means it's more dollar, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Like, you don't want to spend all that money, but you got to spend the money to get your kid ready for school. I, I don't, I was super excited about school until I started having kids and I started having to pay in for all the school supplies. How many, how many of you guys know that it's expensive to go school shopping? Like, you got to buy all these you got to buy all these supplies. I mean, there's, there's more supplies, and it's like some of the supply lists that I, I see my kids get, I'm like, are they going to college? Are they going to elementary school? Like, how many supplies can a kid, not only do you have to have supplies, but you got to go, you got to have the right clothes on. Moms and dads, you, your kid can't go to school with, without, the, without the right clothes. they got to have the right, the right clothes. I, I, don't, I didn't really get back-to-school shopping when it came to clothes because I went to a private school. It's the same pair of khaki pants. Like, you can't get excited about school shopping. Uh, Fredley and Brooke were taking their daughter to school shopping yesterday. My kids, uh, it's khaki pants, and, um, and it's, 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 a, it's a uniform shirt, and it, it's a shaft. Only person that gets new clothes in our house when it comes to school uniforms is Hope. Like, I think some of my kids, they're, they're, they're just going to keep on wearing her clothes as, as they get older. But you got you to gotta have, you got to go school shopping. You have to have the right clothes. And um, I was listening to one of the kids the other day and said, Mom, Dad, I have to have these jeans. Like, these are, these are the jeans right there. And, and the mom and dad was like, those are the jeans? Like, yes, those, I have to have those jeans. I have to have that shirt. You got to look cool, especially if you're going into middle school. You have to have the right, the right attire. If you're going to high school, you have to have the, the right attire. But I, I like school shopping because I was getting a new pair of shoes. I mean, you, until this day, I still like getting a new pair of shoes. But at my school, we had to wear brown or black shoes. We wore khaki pants. We had to wear brown or black shoes. So I got a pair of school shoes, but I also got a pair of tennis shoes. And so I got two new pairs of shoes every, every single year for school. Last year, I heard Diana talking to, um, to the kids, and they were like, Mom, I need these shoes. And my, Diana's like, why can't you wear the ones from last year? I was like, time out. So come here, woman. New school year, new school years, new school shoes. I don't ever want to have this conversation with you ever again, Diane. Do you understand me? She said, yes, sir. I said, all right, good, we're good now. Take her to get some new shoes. Like, you got to have, you got to have new shoes. But one of the things that I realized that you got to have, this is important, the backpack is important. Now, the backpack. Now, I got to, I have a Jansport on today, and I'm, I want to let you know Growing up in school, I never, ever had a Jansport. That was the rich kid's backpack. I didn't have a, I could, I think I had a, you know, like a, like a transport. Like, I don't know what the, what the knockoff version of it is. Now, Breck is here today, and I don't, she's the, she's the youngest of six. She probably had a Jansport. Like, she got whatever she wants. She still gets whatever she wants. We went on vacation the last couple days, and, and like my mom makes her food to order, like people were cutting in line, and, and, and Dinah was getting in front of her at the, at the um, at the breakfast, and 
my, my mom goes, I need to take care of Brecca first. Like, and Dino's like, yeah, she lives with you. Like, make sure you get her plate just right. But I got a, I got a new, I, I never got a new backpack. And backpacks are essential. This is Hope's backpack from two years ago. And um, I wanted to use her backpack from last year. But when I went in her room last night, I said, hey, can I use this backpack for an illustration tomorrow? She's like, no. <laughs> She's like, Granda, just clean it. It smells so good, Dad. I'm like, so you want me to get your old dingy backpack? She's like, yes, you can use my old dingy backpack. So I got it. And the cool thing is that and last year, Tripp got this really, he wanted this, he wanted this Steph Curry backpack. And so I think, my, my, I think his grandma got him for him. I think Hope's grandma might have got this for him. I think they get the backpacks. We, apparently, we still can't afford Jan Sports. So the grandparents buy these backpacks. And so I realized with my kids that when, when I, when I, got them ready for school last year, and the more, the more that I get with them, and the more that I'm spending time, like, they have, they don't just need a backpack. When I went to school, one backpack. All the pencils and pens went in here. The gym clothes, they went in here. The lunch went in here, but they have so many bags nowadays. Now, they have to, this is a lunchbox. This is, this is Tripp's lunchbox. I did go with the macho lunchbox. Superman, you can't go wrong with this lunchbox. Like, and, and one more thing about being poor, so I'm trying to resonate with some of you guys here today. I never had a lunchbox. Brown paper bag. How many of you guys, you're from that life. It was just a brown paper bag. Yeah, thank you. I can relate with all of you guys in here today. It was just a brown paper bag. That's, that's all I, my parents like, here, here's a brown paper bag. And there was a lunch in there. And sometimes there was a little bit. And sometimes I was like, I'll open it one day. I was like, just a sandwich. Like, I'm going to starve today. Like, how poor are we, you know? And, um, and so I, I opened that. And so this is, this is their lunchbox. And this is, this is a pretty nice lunchbox. And they, you, have to have a, you have to have a gym bag, and, and nowadays as they get older, but my kids, they use this as a, as a piano bag. My kids, they go to school at the school across town, and their grandma happens to teach piano there, and really it's just an opportunity for their grandma to get them out of class and hang out with them for 30 minutes because they can't play the piano, but they've been taking piano for two years. But you got to have a piano bag, and not only do you have to have a piano bag, I, I realize you have to have a lunch bag, you have to have a piano bag, you have to have a gym bag. I couldn't fit that in this backpack, and plus Hope wouldn't let me borrow hers, but you also have to have a pencil bag. Like how many bags... Can one kid, one kid need, there's, there's no wonder why kids are coming, coming home like, mom and dad, I lost my stuff. It's because they got so many dang bags. And so I realized this, I, I, I want to talk to you guys about, about the bag that you carry, about the bag. Because here's what I know about every single one of you guys here today. You all carry, you all carry a bag. Now, you know me, if I carried a man purse, it would match my shoes. You've got to match, your bag has to match. But I wrote down this, you choose what's in your bag. Every single one of you guys in here today, you choose what's in your bag, when you, get ready to, when you get ready in two weeks from now, you, your kid has to load that in there. Your kid has to put with stuff that they want in there. And I, I know for my kids, sometimes I go to clean out their backpacks, and there's lunches from a few weeks ago in the backpack. Moms and dads, shake your head. Like, you know, like, if the kid, I, I know my kids are like, hey, I was like, hey, I saw that you had a, something in your, in your lunchbox that we didn't put in there. Like, yeah, we traded with little Timmy. Like, you're packing you're packing, they're basically like, dude, your mom, dad, you're packing garbage in this lunchbox. Like, we're trading because what you're giving us is garbage. It's like, you, you choose, you choose what's in your, what's in your bag. And I also wrote down this in today, and I think it's important for you to put this in your note, write this down. Whatever you put in your bag, it determines where you're going. Whatever you put in your bag, it determines where you're going, where you're headed. I, I have a gym bag, and in that gym bag, I have the stuff that I need to go to to the gym, and in my gym bag, I don't put my laptop in there. In my, lap, in my, my laptop bag, I don't put my gym stuff in there. What you put in your bag determines where you're going. But I want to look at a lady today in the scripture. She had a bag, uh, she had a bag and, 
and, um, and she had something in it, it determined where she was going and, and she got to choose what she puts in her bag. And today you have an opportunity when you leave in here today, you get to choose what's in your bag and you get to choose and you get to determine where you're going. I would love to tell you where you're headed. I would love to tell you where you need to go and what you need to do, but I can't do that. But I do know a book that will help you turn, determine where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do. It's called the Bible. And if we live our lives by this book, we'll end up where we're supposed to be at. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 through 14, the Bible says there's two ways that we can go. There's a road that leads to destruction, and most people are on that road. There's another road that you go on. It's a narrow path, and there are very few people who find the narrow path. And listen, what you put in your bag, it just, it's going to determine where you're headed. And I want to make sure you're going in the right direction. What kind of pastor would I be to get up here today and say, hey, good luck on wherever you're going. The best is yet to come, and good luck. I want you to know where you're going. I want you to be able to land where you're, I want you to land, I want you to land on, on your feet. Whether you fall or not, it doesn't matter to me, but I want, when, after you fall, I want you to be able to get back up again. I want you to be able to get on the right path again. But there's a story in the Bible where this lady meets a teacher. Next week, we're doing it, my, my, my talk is called Meet the Teacher. Meet the Teacher. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss any of the month. It's, it's going to be a really solid month. I'm really excited about the, about the conversation that we're having uh, this month. But please, please, please come back next week for Meet the Teacher. But this lady in this Bible, she meets the teacher. Different text. Different story for next week, but if you have a Bible, Matthew chapter 7, verse 36, the Bible says this, one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. Come have dinner at my house, he says. So Jesus went to his home and sat down. Now, there's a, I could preach this one verse here. There's a lot in this passage. Hey, the, the, here's the point about this verse. If you ask Jesus to show up, he never, ever turns down an invite. Jesus will never, if you want Jesus to show up in your life, you want him to show, show me your glory and we sing that song, show me your glory. If you want the glory of God to be all around you, hey, ask him to come. He's going to show up. Jesus has never, ever missed an appointment. He's never ever missed an appointment. The next verse says this. Verse 37, when a certain immoral woman from the city heard that he was eating there, <clears throat> she got her bag packed. She got her bag and she's like, I'm going to go see, I'm going to go see Jesus. Like, I, that's, I heard he was there. This is, I'm going to go find out. Now, I don't know how she heard. I don't know if there was a murmuring. I don't know if she saw people going. I don't know if there was a big congregation following her. But she's like, hey, I need to find out where he's, where he's going. So she packs her bag and she begins, she begins to go. And the Bible says here, she had an alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. She brought some really, really expensive perfume. She knelt behind him at his feet and she was crying. Her tears fell on his feet. And she wiped them off with her hair. That she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume, putting perfume on them. And she knew where she was going that day. She knew who she was going to see that day. She was prepared that day. I think she was prepared that day. It says here that she had this expensive oil. Now, we, we, we skipped over it, but she, she brought this oil because she was a, the Bible says that she was a, she was a sinner. She, she made her living by working on the streets. And so the oil that she typically uses oil in this story, she uses this oil typically to, to make her smell, smell her make herself smell good so she could present herself to her client. And this passage of scripture said that she came there and she took that oil and she put on Jesus' feet and she 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 began to cry and use the water. I mean, have you ever have you ever cried a lot before? <laughs> I have. <laughs> you're, you're just, it's just you lose it. It's ugly cry. She's having that kind of moment, she's cleaning Jesus's feet. And this, this lady, there's another thing I, I want to point to you. This lady, she knew who Jesus was. I mean, you don't just start crying. You don't go so, you don't just get overwhelmed with emotion for the average Joe. You don't use your hair. If I walk to your house today, none of you guys are going to use your hair 
to clean my feet. Now, it's impossible for me to do that for you because I don't have any hair. But the point is you're not, but I would, if I had hair, I wouldn't do that for you. Let's keep reading. Verse 39, when the Pharisees saw who had invited him, wait, when the Pharisees who had invited Jesus saw this, he said to him, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Now, there's a lot here today, and this isn't my message. I'm trying to get there as best I can. But the woman had been to this house before, I think. And here's why I think that. Because the Pharisees were always trying to trip up Jesus. If you read the story, if you read them, if you read, follow the, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's the four, it's called, we call it the Gospels, and it's just stories of Jesus. It's this life of Jesus by Matthew's account, Mark's account, Luke's account, and John's account. It's the same stories, different accounts, different twists on it. If Ryan's here today and, and he hears this message, and I say, Ryan, what did you get this message? He would tell me one thing, but I could right next to him is his wife, and I could say, Annie, what did you get? We can get two different accounts, okay? So people saw Jesus, they saw him do the miracle, they saw him heal the people, but she's there, she's there at this house, and they say to him, if this man were a prophet, he would know what the kind of woman that was touching him. Obviously, this man knew what kind of woman was touching him. And I think maybe, just maybe, possibly, she's there because he told her. Maybe he's like, I'm going to trip up Jesus. We're going to see where he's at, really. Let's keep on reading. He says, she's a sinner. Verse 40, then Jesus answered his thoughts. And that's when Jesus will answer your thoughts, by the way, which that's next level scary, but he says out loud, he says this to his buddy next to him, or he says to me, this breath, and then Jesus says to him, um, I, I got something to say to you. And I want you to note, say, wherever you came in at, Jesus has something to say to you. Jesus always has something to say to you because he spends most of his life teaching his disciples where they should go, what they should do. Jesus always wants to talk with you. That song says, Jesus, you change everything. The way he changes is by telling us things. He wants to talk to you today. If you're here today, he, Jesus wants to talk to you. He wants to breathe these words into your heart, into your mind. God's word is not just there for the pastors to read. It's there for us to read today. It's here for us to live out today. Then Jesus answered his thought. And he says, Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I got something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher. Simon replied. Verse 41, then Jesus told him this story. There was a man who loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to the one and 50 pieces to the other, 42. But neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Verse 43, Simon answered, I suppose the one for the one he, the one he canceled, the larger, the larger debt. And he said, that's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, and, and I, I, started, I started drawing in my Bible here today, okay? So here's what I, Jesus does what's, what's called a comparison and contrast right here, okay? Right for you and I. That's why, kids, if your parents teach, if you get to school this year, and you're like, man, why are they teaching us about comparison and contrast? It's the reason. And the reason why they're teaching us is because they want you to be able to read the Bible better. Here's what he says. He goes, I came to your house. I got to your house. Jesus like, I got to your house, okay? And, and here's what happens. He says, I'm telling you the story because I'm, he's going to go back to the story. He's going to go back. He said, but I want to teach you something. He uses parables or he uses stories. Last week we looked at movies or last week we looked at movies. This is his parable time. He goes, hey, got two guys come in and he, he loans one guy 500 pieces of silver. He loans one person 50 silver. Which one of those people do you think is more appreciative, he says here. He goes, here's what he says. I came to your house. You didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet. You didn't even offer me water. 
and then I underline, he says, you, and then I underline the word but. And then he goes, you did this, but Jesus washed them. I'm sorry, but she washed Jesus' feet with her tears, and she wiped them with her hair. Pastor Joel is our youth pastor. He told me the other day, I was like, dude, tell me some of the sermons that you've ever taught. And he goes, I wrote a, he goes, I wrote a sermon a whole month called I Like Big Butts. And I'm like, you did that? And he's like, yeah, it was awesome. The kids loved it. <laughs> and the butts he used were the butts in the Bible. If there's a butt, you ought to wake up. If you ought to be like, oh, I, I, need, to, I need to lock in. This is, this is important. And um, he says here, he goes, when I came here, you didn't offer me water, but Jesus washed, but she washed my feet with her tears and she wiped them with her hair. And then he goes, hey, he goes, you didn't even greet me. He goes, I walked into your house. You didn't say, hey, bro, you didn't, I didn't even get a bro hug, a bro five, a boy. You didn't hug, you didn't, you didn't even greet me, man. He's like, but from the time I came in, this lady has not stopped kissing my feet. I mean, what a, what a transition. He says, I, you, you've done nothing that you should do. You, you aren't even practicing general hospitality rules. I, I told Alex, I'm, I'm so thankful for her today, but I said, Alex, when you leave from this month, I, when you leave after being here with us for 10 weeks, I want you to know that we love Jesus, and this is a generous church. I've tried to, we've tried to be as generous as possible, as possible to her. I want her to know that we, we love people here and we're generous. I want, I want, he's, you, you're, not even, you're not even practicing the basics. Those are our core values. That's, that's just who we are. We're, we're gonna love people. We're gonna be generous. That's just what we're gonna do. And he says here, you haven't even done that. He says, you neglected, back to you again, he says, you neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I mean, this is ridiculous, like, Jesus never gets, we see him get mad in the Bible and he, and he flips over a, a table. He's like, but bro, come on. Like, you, you can't even get this right. Like, she doesn't even, she's never even, like, she wouldn't even be allowed in a, in a church, this lady. This lady, probably if she wanted to go, she wouldn't go because people talk bad about her. Everywhere she goes, people say, hey, there comes the lady that works on the street corner, A, B, Y, Z. Like, this is a lady, she's trash, she's ratchet. Like, every, like she wouldn't be allowed to go anywhere. When she was walking on the street, the mom and dad was like, hey, kids, get over here. I don't want you guys to walk. Guess, but she walks in, and she has an encounter with Jesus, and she even knows what she's supposed to do. The Bible keeps on, keeps on reading. She says, she anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, there are many, but they've been forgiven. They've been forgiven. I mean, her life is, is going to be, be changed. If you have a Bible today or if you're using the U version, you can underline or highlight that verse. Man, he goes, man, their sins are many, but she's been forgiven. She has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only a little love. And then Jesus said to the woman, your sins, they're forgiven. Your sins, your sins are forgiven. I'm going to invite Jeremiah out to come out and help me finish. I just noticed something today. Someone asked me, he's like, do you even use the clock that you have on the screen? I'm like, yes, I use the clock, but today there is no clock. <laughs> so we're going to be here for two more hours. I hope you're not hungry. The minute, so then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. Verse 49, the men at the table said something, the men at the table said among themselves, who is this guy? Who is this? Who is this man? And he goes around forgiving people's, people's sins. And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Now go, now go in peace. If Jesus saved you, he says, hey, go. 
Your, your life has been changed. Your life has been changed forever, absolutely. So this lady in here in the story, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a couple things to write down. She shows up and she brings her, she brings her bag. And she has her bag and she's prepared and she knows where she's going. She knows what she's going to do and, and she's heading in the right direction. She brings her expensive oil that she usually use for, for work and, and something changes inside of her. And I hope for you today something changes inside of you today. I hope something changes inside of you because here's the deal. If something changes inside of you, something on the outside will begin to change. If something changes on the inside, then something on the outside will begin you will begin to change. I went to dinner last night after a setup, and lady said to me, she goes, I'm so glad we came to this church. This life, this church has made my marriage better. And I'm like, man, I'm so glad you guys came too. I said, if we can just get your husband fixed, we're gonna be in a good, we're gonna be in a good place. And they both laughed, but I, when something changes on the inside, then something changes on the outside all the time. That's, that's normal. If, you cha- if your heart changes, your actions will change. If your mind changes, then you will change. And so I wrote down a couple things I think you've got to write down today. Here's the deal. You, you carry pain or you carry peace. You carry pain or you carry peace. In here today, it's not, it's not a secret today. We've all been hurt before. But we've got to make a choice whether we're going to carry pain or we're going to carry peace in here today. We get to make the choice. Every single one of us gets to make the choice if we're going to carry pain or if we're going to carry peace. I'll be honest with you today. This lady comes in here today, and she comes in beat up, and she could have came, decided in her life, I'm going to be beat up the rest of my life. Or she says, you know what, I'm going to start carrying peace. And that day she got a, a brand new start. And she could have walked around the chip on her shoulder, which is very easy when you've been hurt before. It's very easy to walk around the chip on your shoulder. But she goes, I'm not going to carry pain anymore. I can't, I'm not going to carry pain anymore, but I'm going to carry peace. You're going to carry pain or you're going to carry peace? I wrote down the second thing, and there's a lot of P words in here today. Number, number two, or point number two, you carry poison or you carry potential. You can carry poison or you can carry potential. I meet people all the time, they're like, you know, I just have all these issues, and I have all these pains, and I have all these problems, and I'm just like, you can have that, you can carry that, or you can embrace your potential. I want you to know in here today, every single one of you guys in here today, you have potential for greatness. You've got potential for more. I love the story of the man in our church in, in here today. And, and he said, man, if it wasn't for my wife, then I, I wouldn't be here today. You know what she saw? She saw the potential. <laughs> she, saw the, she saw the potential. And she saw the poison. But she saw the potential was even greater. The pain is real, you guys. It's another sermon. The poison is real. But peace is real, and so is potential. You can walk around in here today, and you can say, man, you know, I just, I just, I, I just, I've been, I've been so damaged. I've got so much poison inside of me. The lady could have walked around and she could have continued to poison herself. But that day everything changed and she went from poison into potential, to her potential. And then here's the third thing. You can carry all your problems. <clears throat> you can carry all your problems. Every single one of us can. Or you can carry power. You can carry problems or you can carry power. And I don't know about you today, but I choose to carry the power. The Bible tells in the New Testament that the same power that rose Christ from the dead, it lives in you and me. And I don't know about you today, but I don't want to walk around defeated. Man, life's too short to be walking around defeated. I go to funerals, hear about funerals, or around funerals at least once a week. People are dying all the time. And you're either going to carry your problems around or you're going to carry around the power of Jesus. I want to carry around the power of Jesus. I love Pastor Josh. Pastor Josh said to me, he goes, I, he goes, I asked the, the, the off-duty cop out front, he goes, I asked him, where's your faith at? And I'm like, you asked him that? He goes, yeah. I said, how'd you ask him that? He goes, I just said, hey, you're putting your life at danger, at risk 
every single day. He says, you, where's your faith at? Like death's real, but can I tell you this today? The power of Jesus is even more real. Jesus wants you to walk in power. That's what he wants for you today. He doesn't, he didn't design, by the way, the Bible says that God's come to give you life and give you an abundant life. But Satan's come to give you pain. Satan wants to give you the poison. Satan wants to give you problems, but Jesus wants to give you peace. Jesus wants to give you potential and Jesus wants to give you all the power. And you might hear today say, Wes, I can't do that. I want you to know today, I heard this week, I think it's important for me to tell you. Last night I went and got my hair cut and Stefan said to me, hey bro, have you heard a new, have you heard a good podcast recently? I said, yeah. I said, you want to listen to it right now? <laughs> it's just me and him, 8.30 in the barbershop. He, he turns off of his phone. I lock into the Bluetooth speaker there at the barbershop and listen to this sermon. I heard this and I think it's important for all of us to know. Maybe you should write this down. You're not who you were. You are not who you were. You might, have, you might have had some poison put inside of you. You might have had some pain. You might have some problems, but you're not who you were. You, you're who God's called you to be. So here's, here's if you're here today and you're saying, Wes, I need, to, I need a shift. I need a shift. I want you to know today, if you want to shift, Jesus carries a bag of grace for you. Jesus carries a bag of grace for you. He walks around with a bag, and his bag is big because it's endless. And he, if you're here today, you say, man, I need a transition. I want to I wanna go from death to life. I want to go from darkness to light. I want to go from the pain, and I want to go from the pain. I want to go from the pain to the, to the, to the peace. And I want to go from the poison to the potential. I want to go from the problems to the power of God. If you want that, I want you to know today that today you can get a new bag. You can get a new bag. You can get a new bag today. You don't have to carry the old bag anymore. You, it's, it's, it's a new school year. You can get a brand new bag today, fresh start. Next week, you're gonna get a new teacher. We all get a new teacher at brand new school. That means you get to start over. And if you're anything like me, you're thankful to get a clean slate. You're thankful for that. I, and through week three, we get, we get new friends. I'm, I'm thankful for new friends. I'm thankful for, for new friends. I was talking to a lady last night and she said, you know what? She goes, I push your church more than I push my own business. I'm like, I mean, it's going to change the people's lives. <laughs> Jesus changes everything. <laughs> I said, your business is important. I said, you know what? I'll push your business. I believe in you. Know, I believe in what you're doing. <clears throat> Today you can get a new bag, and I want that for you. I want that for you. God wants that for you. The Bible says that he, 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 wants, he wants to give you a new his mercies are nervous, and he wants that for you today. Jesus carries a bag of grace, and today you can get a brand new bag. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.